0: The ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. My next guest is Andrew Zimmerman, PAC. Andrew works in orthopedics and specializes in spine work, and welcome to our podcast,
1: Hi, Sam. How's it going?
0: It's going well, Andrew. Um, So just as a start, I'm hoping you can give us a little bit of uh, background, how you became a PA and how you wound up working in orthopedics.
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been a PA for almost seven years now, I believe. Um, I started right out of school in orthopedics, and I started as a joint specialist and then uh, transitioned to become more oriented in spine. Um, I have wanted to be a PA for a long time, as most of us do, and um, that's where I'm at now.
0: Okay. So um, what led you into spine, getting away from joints? Was it just the opening, or was it something that you really were interested in, or how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so honestly, it was partially just the opening, but I really liked the doc that uh, the physician opened up with, and I decided to switch over to spine.
0: Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Um, so today you had brought up uh, spondylolisthesis as a topic, and so we wanted to talk some about that. And I've got to tell you, uh, when I first came into orthopedics, you'll like this story. Uh, I went to a uh, conference. This was 20-plus years ago. And the fellow that was talking about it kept calling it spondolysis. He kept calling it spondolysis. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's a spondolysis? I don't know what that is. Well, he had a Stetson hat, a cowboy choker necklace, and spondolysis. So that was our guy. And I was like, well, I don't know what to think about that. But that being said, uh, can you tell us the difference between spondylosis, spondylolysis, and spondylolisthesis?
1: Yeah, it's one of those bored questions that frequently gets confused. And a lot of people pronounce it wrong there are three different kind of distinct words. Spondylosis is really just degeneration of the discs and the facet joints. Spondylolysis is a defect in the pars articularis, which is kind of the um, connection of the facets and the vertebral bodies. And spondylolisthesis is really just a slippage of the spine, which can occur from two different reasons, either what we call isthmic, which is related to the PARS defect. And if you have the PARS defect, it would be isthmic or degenerative. And degenerative is related to the degeneration of the discs. Right. Causing this slippage.
0: Hey, you know, say these three words real fast and see if you can get them right, you know. but <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. So with a spondylolisthesis, I know you talked about the different kinds. Is it congenital or can it be traumatic?
1: It can be traumatic. A lot of times the, with the PARS defect, it would be a traumatic issue and it's a repetitive injury typically.
0: Right. You know, I've seen a lot of people with this condition and they develop the degenerative disc disease over time. But, you know, backing up a little bit in the case of trauma, um, what types of activity, you know, if we're looking at maybe a pediatric population or a younger population, what kinds of activity uh, have you seen that caused a spondylolisthesis?
1: Yeah, usually I I see it in, um, it is younger patients that I see this kind of isthmic spondylolisthesis, and it's typically a repetitive trauma, usually involving repetitive hyperextension. So I see it when I do frequently in people that are gymnasts, I see it in weightlifters that are doing those kind of deadlifts, hyperextension, as well as football players. We'll see it in linemen, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in kind of acute trauma, car accident, hyperflexion type injuries, but that's a little more worrisome when we see it that way. The things that we usually see are are, are, are definitely those hyperextension overuse trauma.
0: Right. Um, any specific physical exam findings we need to look for when we're worried about this?
1: Yeah, uh, the physical exam findings that we find with this usually present as just back pain exacerbated by movement. And obviously extension would make it worse and sometimes it improves with flexion. We worry about certain uh, physical exam findings when there's a neurological component to that where they start to develop radicular symptoms, that sort of uh, neurological pain to their leg. Um, And that's typically because the foramen is being compressed or there's an inflammation around the nerve root there. So really the nerve root is what we're concerned about when we see those sort of neurological symptoms on physical exam.
0: Gotcha. In neurologic or bowel or bladder, obviously, those are more of a surgical indication than a conservative care, I would
1: imagine. Yeah, surgery, um, it's indicated in progressive. They're not improving with conservative measures Um, when they have those neurological components, possibly a cauda equina. You might want to look at it quite a bit sooner. Those are typically the indications that we see for surgery. Typically, we do treat these non-operative for extensive time before kind of running to surgery because the surgery is pretty extensive that we have to do for this.
0: Right, right. Can you tell us about the x-rays? Um, isn't there um, x-ray findings that's suspicious for spondylolisthesis?
1: Yeah, so x-rays, usually we do a lateral film that's best on this. We often do flexion extension films to see if the slippage increases uh, with the lateral flexion extension. Um, and x-ray, we usually classify it with what we call the Meyerding classification. There's other classifications out there, but that's really the easiest one. And that's graded one through five. And at, I think one is about 25% or less slippage over the corresponding vertebral bodies. And then five is over 100%. So it's completely slipped, slipped off and it's just percentages based on that.
0: Right. Um, Do you use that to, is that a helpful kind of factor to determine if you do surgery or, or, you know, conservative care or is it more the symptoms of the neurologic finding?
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely more the symptoms. It's not as much the classification. The classification is just something we can put on it typically. Um, It might help determine what sort of surgery would be better for the patient because some of the lower levels you can consider more basic surgeries, uh, but but it's not something we use to determine surgery.
0: Right. Um, So along with the conservative care, I know you had mentioned – you know, NSAIDs and maybe some therapy and rest and activity restrictions. Do you ever use any sort of brace? Sometimes
1: we do use a lumbar orthosis, like a support corset. Um, Usually we'll do this in the acute phase and younger patients, kind of those teenagers that you see this condition in. And we'll use that for more preventing them from doing activities that could aggravate the condition and cause the PARs to not develop that fibrous tissue that usually does develop if they persist with conservative care over time. So we we do mostly lifestyle modification, physical therapy, NSAIDs, rice, like you talked about, sometimes weight loss, core strengthening, yoga, but the course in the acute phase can be helpful, but it's not essential Mm -hmm. typically.
0: Well, if we're talking in terms of surgery, um, when we're talking about fusions, there are acronyms ALIF, PLIF, and then 360-degree fusion, I think, is uh, more recent. Can you explain mm-hmm. these a little bit for our listeners?
1: Yeah, there, there, there's definitely a lot of surgical options for this, and sometimes in peds you can do just repairs of the PARs, and that that's something that you know I'm not that involved in, but that, that is something that can be done. But these are all lumbar fusion type surgeries. An ALIF is an anterior approach, so you're going into the abdomen and the retroperitoneal space and removing the disc that way. That way you can really visualize the disc and get all of it out and put a really appropriately sized prosthesis in place. And then you fixate that with um, some screws on the anterior approach. PLIF is a posterior approach, and it's where you're going in, in multiple different methods. But you usually go in and do a decompression midline, and then put some screws in either through the midline incision or percutaneously. Mm-hmm. PLIF is generally a better fixation because you have those posterior screws that grow through the pedicle. So we typically treat spondies with the lift, but I think really the best approach is the 360, and that's a common of the two. You go in anteriorly, and you take out the disc, and you replace the disc with an inner body spacer, and then you put anterior screws in, but then you also flip the patient over, still you know completely um, anesthetize, and you do a posterior approach with pedicle screws mm-hmm. and possibly a decompression that way. Mm-hmm. So that's typically what we like to do on the younger, thinner, you know, PARS defect type um, spondylolisthesis.
0: Yeah, I would read some in preparing for this about uh, some percutaneous 360 degrees. Are you familiar with any of that? Or is that something that uh, you guys are doing in practice?
1: We do the posterior su- screws percutaneously. Anterior screws, obviously, you have to do um, with the open right. incision.
0: Right. Gosh, that's uh, a long way from when I helped do some spine surgery. Uh, and <laughs> had a nice big incision there, but uh, awesome. Well, um, we went through a lot. I was hoping if you have a case study, you might like to share with our listeners.
1: Yeah, I, in in the 360, that's really a. I mean, it's it's an end result, obviously, to do surgery. We always never suggest surgery unless they're non-operative for an extended period and the patient wants to do surgery. But we have had some really great results and some really good cases with this. I mean. Um, I'd certainly like to talk about one. Um, this is a was a patient. She was in her early 30s, and she had a pars defect. I don't think she even knew that. So the first time that I saw her, she came in and was having severe back pain that had been persistent. She had been treating it non-operatively with her primary care for years, but just really taking NSAIDs, doing activity modification. And she was a very active and she was a great patient in her thirties. And when we did her x-ray, she had a grade four slippage wow. L5 S1. So it was a very prominent slip with very wide pars defect that was extremely prominent and, and um, visible on just plain lateral films. So we had an extensive discussion and that's a pretty difficult discussion to have with a um, 30 year old active healthy patient to say, yeah, you can keep doing what you're doing, but inevitably you're going to need surgery. And so we talked about surgery for a while, allowed her to have a second opinion if she wanted to. But eventually we proceeded with a 360 fusion on her and she did so well and probably is one of our ideal patients. We were able to correct her her spondylolisthesis almost to a perfect position and she was doing so well that at her two-week visit she came in all sweaty and I said oh are you okay you look a little sweaty and she's like oh it's hot out there and I said yeah it is because it was a summer day Mm -hmm. and she said and I walked from home to my appointment I said wow that's crazy how far is home and she said three miles Jeez. Yeah. So she had walked three miles at two weeks postoperatively after doing this 360 fusion. And really that couldn't have been a better outcome. And they're not always perfect like that, but, but it really is a good case that can, that, and a good surgery that can really help these people that have been having this persistent, terrible back pain for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You love it when you have great outcomes like that. Um, So I have one question. When you do the uh, fusion, are you actually reducing the spondy? Is it putting it back in normal alignment or is it just stabilizing it where it is?
1: Sure. And there there are a lot of approaches and different techniques that different surgeons do. But when we do this surgery with a 360 approach, especially, we were able to nearly fully reduce the spondylolisthesis. And then we fix it in place with the posterior and anterior pedicle screws. Mm-hmm. Awesome. A lot of times when you lie them prone on the surgical table, it actually reduces because it's so unstable that they actually reduce just from lying prone.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's good news. Well, I'm glad she had such a a good result, and um, I appreciate your time today chatting with us about the spondylolisthesis. Spondolysis. How about that? The, <laughs> the, spondus, the cowboy yeah. spondolysis. Uh, call yeah. out to the guy with the Stetson hat. I, I'll i never, you know, two things I remember about the meeting. One was his Stetson hat and his other stuff and the spondolysis. So anyway.
1: How big was but, the Stetson hat?
0: Oh, it was a wide brim. I mean, it had to be, you know, what, 10, 12 inches. It was a big one. And, you know, he was uh-huh. he cowboy boots. He was, he was good to go. Sounds uh, like a powerful man. Oh, yeah. he was teaching all of us 30 new PAs uh, about spondolysis. But anyways, <laughs> enough of that. Hey, Andrew, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, good stuff. Good information.
1: Yeah, happy to help.
0: Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. Physician Assistants in Orthopedic Surgery is a professional organization dedicated to providing common direction for PAs in orthopedics. Learn more about membership at PAOS.org. This is Sam Dyer from the Ortho PAC podcast. Do you need some CME? Did you know that a current PAOS membership at the mere cost of $125 or $25 for students, you will have access to 18.5 hours of CME. Now get this at no charge. That's right, no charge, during PA week and throughout the month of October.
1: Visit PAOS.org to sign up today.